Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, uh, we are going to be getting into a discussion around the state of the financial markets. Um, as we do on Fridays, we get into uh, the hard economics. There's a lot going on in financial markets, lots of volatility. And for today, we are um, going to be chatting um, with a company that is no stranger to um, the platform that is Exynos. They are an international multi-asset brokerage firm and we've actually spoken to them, uh, you know, a number of times, you know, especially around uh, the state of the RAND, talking to some of the local experts. Uh, But for today, we are joined by someone who's coming in uh, from their international team. That is Damien Bunce, uh, who is the chief customer officer. And uh, he's actually between uh, a number of different offices. Uh, But for today, he's joining us, uh, you know, uh, in South Africa. And he's actually just come in and we're just keen to get a sense of what financial markets are looking like um, at the moment and some of the trends that are in the markets and, you know, what South Africa can actually do. Are we we ahead? Are we behind and uh, that's the discussion uh, that we are going to be having for today. So Damien, greetings to you today. Uh, greetings. Hi, nice to meet you, Mariwa. Thank you for the uh, uh, for the invitation. Now, thank you so much for being with us. Um, now, Usually, uh, we tend to talk to to Terence. Um, He's been uh, here a couple of times and we go straight into the state of the financial markets, the RAND and the like. Uh, But since you are here joining us, uh, you know, you said between Cyprus and London, Mm -hmm. uh, that's where you find yourself having uh, offices. Um, Exynos, right? We say international multi-asset brokerage firm. What does that actually mean? Well, uh, uh, we are... uh uh, a market maker yeah. uh, and our role um, is to bring buyers and sellers together yeah. to trade uh, in the financial markets. Yeah. So uh, Exynos is located in uh, you know, many parts of the world, it, 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 we're regulated here in South Africa and also in Nairobi yeah. uh, and um, you know, we provide uh, our clients um, with electronic or digital access to trade uh, all asset classes from gold, equities, uh, uh, indices uh, and, and, and cryptocurrencies. Okay. Sounds like, you know, quite a full basket of, uh, you know, services that you guys are offering. Um, any idea just around whatever you can share around whatever size or scope of the business, whatever? I do understand there are some sensitivities, but whatever you can share uh, for someone who hasn't encountered Exynos before. Yes, of course. No, no, no problem. We, we publish, in fact, our traded volumes on a uh, on a monthly basis um, into sort of independent sources. Uh, so in terms of trade volumes, we're, we're the largest in, in the world today. Uh, we execute uh, an average of $3.5 trillion per month, which as you might imagine is, 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 is pretty huge. Yeah. To kind of give some context for your listeners, uh, the foreign exchange market trades roughly $7.5 trillion per day. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the retail trading community represents rough, roughly one trillion per day uh, and of that uh, Exynos is trading 150 billion per day so roughly as a company we're roughly 15 percent global market share that's actually a huge number i actually didn't realize that you guys were 
that big yeah. in the market and i guess um that feeds into what you said at the beginning where it says you guys are market makers mm -hmm. so it makes sense that you're driving that m that much volume through your platform and i guess getting into it for today is to say what are people actually trading mm -hmm. right we keep hearing about um how volatile you know the financial markets are right now um, there's a lot of uh, weakness in a lot of currencies you know in an environment where the u.s dollar has been strengthening mm -hmm. the way that it has um, a lot of people are running around trying to figure out where it is they can put their money mm. uh, i know people in south africa there's an ongoing debate of do you leave your money here in south africa do you invest internationally you know all of those different debates uh, are going on what are you guys seeing on the ground yeah mm -hmm. well let, let me comment from the perspective of a, of a trader which is more i guess a short-term time horizon versus an investor which would be looking at a portfolio of long-term sort of yield but from a trader's perspective uh, traders are kind of creatures of habit uh, you know so typically uh, if somebody has begun their trading career maybe with a bank or maybe professionally uh, in foreign exchange they tend to stay in foreign exchange and, and and what they're doing is they're looking for opportunities within that asset class yeah. so for example um, for the latter part of the year, you know, Japanese yen, you know, was a was an interesting trade for for, for, for currency traders. Obviously, the the yen, you know, weakened significantly uh, against the dollar, given that there were many uh, dollar hikes to combat inflation, and uh, the yen became an interesting asset to trade uh, um, for for many of our FX traders last year. Yeah. But if you look at the sort of the crypto community. Again, sometimes you have foreign exchange traders trading crypto and vice versa, but on the whole, they tend to stick to the market that they know. And, you know, Bitcoin, it's seen a, a crypto winter. Now we're sort of seeing a sort of a resurgence <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah. We'll but call I think, it spring for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, uh, traders are, are looking for, you know, assets that move. Um, and one of the most popular uh, is gold. You know, we, we offer a very competitive product. It's a very big product for us. Um, but gold is a, um, you know, it, 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 it has sort of quite a lot of intraday movement. It tends not to be like a crypto. It's not going to drop 40% or something like that. But gold's a very active product. And uh, as you know, with the geopolitics taking place in the world today, you know, the invasion of, uh, of Ukraine, um, you know, uh, as I said, you know, the stock market, uh, you know, in 2022, you know, plummeted and has subsequently recovered. I mean, all of those sort of functions, they, they impact gold. And therefore, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, interesting opportunity. I'm actually very interested in the gold aspect, right? Because once again, people trying to decide uh, where do you put your money right now? And gold has tended to be seen as being one of those safe havens uh, that people, you know, throw their money in. Okay, guys, you know, things are a bit tough on the equities front. Let's put our money in gold and just sit and wait and see what's going on. Curious to understand how are people actually trading gold you know at the moment is it futures contracts is it uh, actual gold that people are buying into is it etfs like how how are people actually getting in on the game 
Well, in fact, um, you know, it depends on the institution that you're working with or in because not all of them have access to trade the product in different ways. So if you're working, say, in a traditional bank, uh, you would be trading gold futures typically because you probably have membership of the, of the CME or COMEX, which is the word gold trades. Um, but on the other hand, uh, if you're at home, uh, you're a retail trader, then more than likely you're, uh, you're trading gold through a company like Exness, and that's either as a derivative, a CFD, contract for difference it's referred to, um, or possibly uh, through an ETF. But for Exness at least, you know, CFDs are the main vehicle used by our clients to trade gold because they have the advantages of giving um, retail the opportunity to go long and go short and, and also to gain leverage. And their attributes that were really only sort of like uh, for the for the ultra-rich hedge fund managers, but they're now available. You know, this is, uh, I guess, the true democratization of, uh, of capital markets. They're now available to everyone that has an iPhone, frankly. Mm. And because we're talking about democratization and you made that distinction between whether people are on the retail side or uh, on the institutional side, mm. From an Exynos point of view, keen to understand, are you guys serving more on the retail side uh, or more the institutional base of clients? I mean, our, our business is, is uh, today at least, almost exclusively retail, uh, you know, B2C business, uh, albeit we have uh, set plans uh, in place to, to launch a, a B2B business from our regulated entity uh, in London. It's, uh, again, it's in the, the early stages there. Um, but Exynesis of DNA is, is in the retail space. It's actually very interesting that you guys are operating in the retail space, but you've been able, you're able to drive such huge volumes through your platform because I guess the strategy for a lot of fund managers and a lot of market makers is usually to get the guys with big pockets that can help to, you know, uh, quote unquote, move the markets. But if you're doing the amount, those amounts of volumes just from retail, mm. I can just imagine the number of people that are trading on the platform per day, per month, per week or whatever it is. Well, we have, I mean, just here in South Africa alone, we have 150,000 uh, active clients trading as active clients trading with us. We have millions of customers that are registered uh, with our platform and on a, uh, a, 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 on, a, on a monthly basis, something like over 500,000 active clients are trading with us. So we've got a very, you know, a massive footprint. And of course, you know, one of the, uh, you know, advantages of, of leverage um, is that clients, uh, you know, can buy uh, effectively larger products um, and trade larger amounts with, with less money. Um, so in a sense, uh, you could look at some, some individuals, um, particularly the more skilled traders, they, they can look like mini hedge funds or mini institutions. Um, so, but, but, you know, our, um, you know, our growth hasn't come, you know, overnight. You know, we're, we're 15 years old. In 2008, we were founded. Uh, we have um, substantially uh, grown our footprint in terms of wh where we're operating. We're operating in Latin America, in in, in, uh, in the, the Middle East, you know, all over Asia, and, and now in uh, really in the south, uh, the the west, and the east of Africa. So um, you know, every time we expand, obviously we invest in offices, in people, in substance, etc. But that comes with it more clients and and more volumes. But our our um, you know, our growth is is a function not just of new clients. It's also a function of 
building products that are cutting edge yeah. and give our clients an ability to to be more protected um, when markets take a downturn. So in other words, they last for longer yeah. um, and therefore they stay with us and continue to trade. Mm. Keen to understand because you know you're bringing in you know the various trading volumes and all of that. Hundred fifty thousand for South Africa. What does that mean in the universe of Exynos? Because I heard you saying five hundred thousand. Is that a total number? Is that like uh, you know at any given time that's how many people are trading? Um, just to put South Africa in context. Yeah, I mean, so we have um, on any given month. Yeah. Uh, just over 500,000 sort of active customers trading with our platform. And the, the, the average size of those customers is larger uh, outside of Africa. Uh, you know, the, 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 their contribution, therefore, is bigger. But it's often the case that when we enter a market, it takes time for it to mature, not, not just for us to become a trustworthy counterpart, but also for those people that trade you know, the, the bigger ones to find us eventually, maybe they move to us, um, and, uh, and over time to grow experience and therefore grow their footprint. But, I mean, the, the Africa region, uh, it's, it's incredibly important to us. We're, you know, we're making real investments here. We have our, our office in Cape Town, actually. We, we launched that new office there and, and aggregated our, our staff into one location, and we're going to continue to expand. So. <laughs> no, no, I'm very happy to hear that because um, it usually whenever you, we are engaging with international businesses, one wants to understand what the attraction is, you know, to South Africa. But I think the the user base numbers that you've given sort of show how significant um, this market is, you know, to the overall, um, you know, picture for you guys, albeit that uh, individuals outside of Africa are probably trading, you know, much volume, much higher volumes per, uh, per what you call this, per capita. Yeah. yeah. So... Now that, and just keeping with the South Africa theme, we are here, we're talking to you, we're here in Johannesburg, um, you know, talking to you at a hotel. You've been, you know, I'm sure you've been meeting people and just going around and engaging. What are you absorbing from the local, you know, from the local air? Oh, there's a real buzz here. Uh, obviously, I mentioned earlier, everyone's very friendly, um, but there's a real energy. I've been at uh, Finance Magnet's event um, this week, speaking on one of their panels. It's packed. You know, it's packed not just, it's packed actually with people across the spectrum, a lot of young people, you know, interested in, uh, uh, in trading, whether that's in, in cryptocurrencies or, uh, you know, in foreign exchange. So there's quite a young following. I think the other thing I notice is that you know the social media uh, sort of superstars exist here. You know, um, <laughs> yes, I, I, mean, I mean, I guess some that can present you know positives and negatives in a way, yeah. but it's a very active uh, community. Um, you know, our clients here are are engaged, and that means if they feel that uh, they've put on a trade and they don't like the outcome, uh, they let us know. You know, it's not a it's not a, a sort of a, a quiet community like maybe in, in Asian countries. Uh, you know, we definitely understand when people are happy here and when they're unhappy. So, I, I, as I said, I think I would describe it as a as a as a, as a very strong entrepreneurial buzz, uh, a lot of energy. I think one of the things that uh, you know will fits in very well is making 
is getting maybe an understanding. Because when we look at trends, one of the things that you mentioned is the fact that you guys were founded, I think you said 2008, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's been a lot of growth right now. We've already gone through, you know, active users and all of that, how many people you have in South Africa. And for me, at least from the outside, it at least feels as if there's more and more people that are willing to trade on their own or to at least engage with the financial markets on their own as opposed to you know going to a manager of some sort and you know investing in that way and curious to understand is that a function of i guess you used the word democratizing you know earlier on is that a function of i guess the the barriers being lower or is it just a function of people saying you know what I'd rather just not pay, you know, a, a fund manager or a finance person to, to do something for me. I'm willing to actively sit, uh, learn the markets and just do it on my own. Uh, okay, so let me sort of unpack that, uh, that question, that question yeah. a little bit. I, I think the first comment I would make, in fact, is that overall um, here in South Africa, uh, uh, relative to other markets, there's, there's quite a lot of interest here for people to have their m- money managed by somebody. Okay. Uh, maybe that's the sort of like, I guess, the evolution of the market here. But, but certainly relative to other markets, you know, our, in, our, our investing product, which we call uh, PIM, our investing product is more popular here in this part of the world than other parts of the world. So maybe it's people more comfortable having somebody manage money for them, someone that they trust. But I, I think uh, as regards to the general comment on on individuals taking control of trading, there's no question that the, the, the COVID pandemic it, it, is it, is it, it led to you know, a huge increase in, in, in traders, you know, non-professionals. Maybe the professionals were doing even more as well, but uh, a lot of people sort of saw opportunity to be at home and to educate themselves uh, you know, in, the, in the markets. And to learn how to put a trade on, how to open a position, close a position, fund it, etc. So I think that there was a, a you know a COVID element which continues to this day. And I think the other category I would sort of characterise is a youth thing. You know, you will remember um, the GameStop. Uh, yes, the meme stocks. Yes, <laughs> and, and and this did have you know a younger. Uh, sort of crypto savvy, you know, we don't like big corporate savvy kind of community that were trading with big global products like uh, um, Robinhood, which made, you know, access to trading stocks, you know, very, very cheap and simple. So I think there's a sort of like a, I would say, a a coming together of, of many factors that means that the market generally has grown. I would also, you know, I think it's just responsible to caution that, you know, it is not just a winning game. You know, people that are trading in the markets are, you know, they may get lucky once or twice, but it's, it's really something that you need to study and, yeah. and, 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 and be cautious because you can lose money, particularly if you trade with leverage. Yeah, no, no, of course. And, uh, and I think we've actually had uh, conversations on this platform um, with fund managers talking about, I guess, long-term versus short-term uh, mindsets and how hard it is to, especially on a retail investor level, how hard it is to sort of steal your nerves to ride through some of the some of the troughs um, in the market because you always see a lot of panic selling and the more 
savvy or more established investors who just sit and say, okay, cool, at yeah. some point the market will uh, turn up again. You know, so for now we'll just ride it out. And I guess to your earlier point about if someone has gone and gotten leverage to make some of the trades that they have on an individual level, there might be that pressure. Uh, that a person, you know, feels to just try to make yeah, this thing work, you know, maybe, right. yeah, you know, all that. Right. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, human characteristics, uh, you know, mean that uh, if you if you have a profit, you tend to want to lock in your profit quite quickly because you you feel good. It's a dopamine <laughs> hit. Yes. Whereas if you're if you're running a loss, there's a sort of a perception that uh, it's going to come back in my favor. And so what we see is on, on the whole, people tend to, to take their profits too quickly and run their losses for too long. And that's the, the, the human element. The you know, highly trained professionals try to remove any emotion. Uh, and by doing that, you're um, making a decision to trade in an asset for a reason because you feel you have... Uh, some form of information and therefore you, you're prepared to weather small dips and peaks um, that take place but it's a I think it, you could argue that it's probably a, a, um, it's it's one of the lessons for new traders um, and that's to think about the mindset of a trader I remember a, a good friend of mine we worked together at a, at a big bank and he uh, left the industry and set up a trading shop on his own at home and I remember him saying to me, it's the best life I've ever had. You know, I, I make uh, a couple of thousand, I close the laptop and I go and play golf. <laughs> and six months later, he was back in full-time employment. And I said, well, how did that happen? And, it, you know, for every day that he'd made that, uh, you know, that, that, that profit, there were days when he was making a loss and thinking to himself, well, I just wasted time on a golf course. So it's a big psychological game, um, learning to trade um, and being good at it. No, 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 most certainly. And we certainly hope that people are uh, taking time to actually learn, you know, how the financial markets work um, as they engage more and more with things like trading. The fact that people are taking greater control of their own financial destiny, certainly a good thing, but it has to be done um, with a certain measure of sobriety and uh, prudence behind it. Absolutely. Now, Damien, uh, as we are rounding up and before we let you go, I'm keen to get your sense of uh, where the future is going, particularly for platforms such as yours. Uh, there are a number of different platforms that people are using, you know, to trade in the financial markets. You mentioned the likes of uh, Robinhood um, earlier on. You guys, as Exynos, you guys have yours. What do you think going forward um, is the driver? Right, because I think through this conversation, you've mentioned a couple of the drivers that have helped firms such as yours to grow over the last decade or so. Proliferation of the internet, social media, most recently, um, what you call this, uh, COVID-19. Um, also, at the same time, what we spoke about, about whether people want to have their money managed or not, all of that. How do you see things progressing? Is it still the same bas basket of... Uh, factors helping to drive the success of such platforms or do you anticipate you know maybe emerging trends going forward mm. well i think we we need to you know maintain if you like two two tracks you know on, on one track it's a continuation of what we're doing now because there is a trend you know we're we're, we're part of that trend you know online trading is growing and so we want to just grow in more markets uh, and grow our 
a tradable asset. So the, the, the assets that we make available for trading, we want to do more of them. But at the same time, on a secondary track, we do need to continue to invest in the sort of the, the big trends that are, sh are shaping up now. And uh, just here, for example, in, uh, in Africa, I mean, mo mobile money is, uh, you know, is very important. Uh, and very big, so so making sure that we have, uh, you know, made ourselves uh, accessible for all types of payment services is is important. Secondly, the big theme is around crypto. Uh, it's not going away. You know, we at uh, at Exynos have made substantial investments in in crypto. I, I didn't didn't make comment on it, but in Bitcoin alone, we trade an average of two and a half billion dollars per day. Wow. And uh, so we have three or four percent market share, um, which is not, which puts us in the, in, in the sort of like the tier two pack. Uh, there's only really one in tier one, and, and that's Binance. That's dominating volumes, but but nonetheless, crypto for us, we've made a lot of investment. Uh, it continues to be a good, a, an important theme for us, and certainly we intend to um, to continue to to invest in in that area, and then. Um, I think the other emerging theme is around the trends in marketing. In in every country I've been to, um, the notion of sort of uh, um, of hyper personalization yes, yes, is yes, is really yes, yes. critical now. People expect to have products served to them that are interesting for them, that are relevant to them through channels that they want to use. So refining our marketing strategy is also going to be important for us. So that's been it. It has been a very fascinating discussion around the, the state of the financial markets um, through the lens of Exynos. Uh, they are a multi-asset international brokerage firm and uh, Damien giving us some insight into what uh, that actually means. Um, earlier on, just giving us some insight into some of uh, the things that people are actually looking into, some of the trades. Uh, but, you know, what was very interesting um, is, you know, just getting a sense of the things that have been been helping to drive the growth of uh, you know online trading platforms and the fact that we do see you know a, a continuation you know in that growth uh, some of the drivers that he mentioned just now is uh, you know stuff around let's say cryptocurrency to say that that is an area that they have made a lot of investment in uh, because you know as far as they can see this is an area that is not going away anytime soon there's a lot of interest around it and uh, I think he said they're trading over two billion dollars worth on a daily basis which in local currency terms puts you at around 38 39 you know billion rand which is massive uh, by uh, by by any measure uh, sort of showing you you know what that is and then also at the same time um, he highlights the fact that uh, you know going forward uh, we will see they do they do see you know a huge continuation you know of um you know some of those trends and i think uh the last comment on my side is uh it's been fascinating just to see um the growth of such platforms and going forward um we wait to see how um that particular market continues to grow uh but for me it's going to be what are some of what are going to be you know some of the drivers and especially when it comes to whether people are choosing to manage their own uh money or whether people are choosing to trade um you know through third parties uh, fund managers and the like and on that specific point it's just more about you know do you do you have a, a mix where someone else is you know doing some of your some of your investment 
investments and you do some or will we see a proper distinction where some people just choose and say i want to do everything on my own or whether we're going to see some people just moving towards just saying it's fine i do not want to be bothered with learning this thing here you go fund manager knock yourself out so that's been it it has been a very fascinating discussion uh, we were talking to damien bunce um, who is joining us um, usually between cyprus and london but today he finds us in johannesburg he is with exness and he is the chief customer officer damien thank you so much for being with us today thank you thank you very much thank you enjoyed it And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning